If you have your Bibles with you this morning, you can turn to Luke chapter 18. We're going to be starting out there. And we're going to be talking um, about a prayer that's good for the new year as a reminder to us as Christians, and that is to be persistent in prayer. One of the traditions that happen during this time of year is that we often sit back and evaluate the past year or so. Then we decide to make decisions to change certain things about ourselves, things we don't like or things we want to improve on. We call those New Year's resolutions. And it's not a bad thing to do. It's not a bad thing to, to sit there and think about the good, the bad, and, and ways that we can improve. And, um, but like most people, most New Year's resolutions are broken before the week's end. And we love to make plans for things, but there's an old military saying that no battle plan ever survives meeting the enemy in battle. And kind of like that, like the diet plans we make become useless upon our first contact with our favorite treat. But in all things, I think that we can make a resolution about that we should keep is to spend more time in solitude with God in prayer and meditation. This is always one of my New Year's resolutions or things that I want to improve in the new year. One of the main ways that I do this is I go hiking in the woods or I go out hunting. And If I was honest, though, looking back on 2022, this year was probably one of the worst years I had for that. I just did not get out as much as I wanted to. In fact, I didn't go hunting at all just because of my work schedule and injuring my knee at the start of hunting season and just ran out of time. As I was thinking about this, about how people's, my spiritual condition and people's spiritual condition, I was reminded of some um, commercials when I was growing up, and it was the charities that were always showing the starving children overseas that were um, emaciated, and they were so skinny and everything, and they were always asking you to send money to, to help fix the problem. And I thought about that, and as I was thinking about that, I thought, what if God allowed us to see into the spiritual, like he did Elijah's servant? And we got to look at each other every Sunday morning to see if we were spiritually fat or spiritually emaciated. What would that look like? And then I said, you know, God, help me actually live through this resolution today. Because if you ever open the, the spiritual eyes of my church family, I want them to see a person that's just as fat spiritually as he is physically. So I want to um, change that in my, um, in my life this year. And I encourage you, let's mark 2023 with a change of attitude about prayer and resting in God in all of our lives. Because we all know that prayer is a very important part of our faith. Unfortunately, we get kind of locked into an on-again and off-again cycle. Just life happens, a bunch of stuff comes into our life, we get discouraged, we have a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, and it just seems like we get kind of on a roller coaster where we were on a spiritual high and all of a sudden now we're down in the valley and we just don't know how we got there or how to get out. 
Well, prayer is an excellent place to start. And in our passage today, we're going to be looking at the parable of the persistent widow. Jesus gave us this parable to give us another look at prayer. And what he wants to show us is just how amazing prayer can be in this parable. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciple a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'm going to see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And Jesus said, just as the unjust judge says, and will not, or listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring just about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And Father God, one of the biggest attacks of the enemy this morning is to get us not to pray. The enemy understands this is our lifeline to you. The enemy understands if he can strike our prayer life, the rest of it is easy to demolish. Our families are easy to demolish. Our faith is easy to, dis to demolish. Our kids are fair game. So help us to become people of persistent prayer again this morning, Lord. It is not just something to, to check off on our spiritual checklist. It is an absolute necessity for living in this day and age. Father, help and reinforce that in our spirit this morning through the study of your word. I ask this in your name. Amen. Now we've seen in many churches, that prayer is becoming a lost virtue. I think one of the main reasons is because we become a society of instant gratification. It's just the way that, that we are built today. After all, if we had like a, a really huge question that, that we want to know an answer to, we'd probably have to go to a library or insult an encyclopedia. Now we pick up our phone and talk to it, and it gives us the answer in less than a second. If you want food, and you don't feel like leaving the house, and you live in a decent-sized city, call DoorDash. I'll have it to your house in 15 minutes. Maybe you need a new kitchen tool or some type of gadget to make life easier. Again, if you lived in a, if we lived in you know, more of a city area, Amazon will have it to you in an hour. Probably with an aerial drone dropping it into your backyard for you. Even here, and where we live, out in the rural area, they'll have it here in about a day or so. Our world is set up to make patience a lost art. 
We all want instant gratification. And that goes against the whole idea of prayer, which is to teach us patience. We're going to have to get a doggy door for up there. <laughs> the bright lights. We have to teach him patience. <laughs> but that is true. I mean, the world is set up to make this idea of patience a lost art. We all want the instant gratification. And that goes against the whole idea of prayer. Prayer is really one of those things that God gives us to teach us patience. And that's the first thing I want to bring to you this morning that Jesus is trying to teach us in this parable, and that is to be patient. Here we're first introduced to the characters in our parable. In Luke 18, 1 through 3, he talks about a judge who neither feared God nor cared about what the people thought. Then he introduces a widow who's seeking justice. And then we're also told about, uh, from the beginning of what the purpose or point of the parable is. That Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Now with those things in mind, the next thing we learn is that the widow is patient in her pursuit of justice. In verse 3 we learn she kept coming and coming and coming to this judge with her plea, even though she was being ignored, even though it seemed like he, he, she wasn't going to get anywhere with this judge. With this judge, she wasn't going to get up even when he kept saying no. And this is an important point for all of us when it comes to our prayer life with God. Even if you're getting a no, it might not be a no, it might just be a no for now, but not necessarily a no for later. You may have asked God for healing or provision last week, with no obvious answer, but that doesn't mean you can't ask again. It reminds me of a quote from Mother Teresa about prayer. She said, I used to believe that prayer changes things, and now I know that prayer changes us, and then we change things. Change takes time, and often it takes a lot of time. Consider this. Anybody ever see pictures or seen the redwoods in California? Do you think they got that way overnight? you think you're able to carve a door out of the middle of it to drive a car through because it was planted last week? It took a long, long, long time for that tree to get that strong and that they could do things like that. So be patient and trust God's process in your life. He's, he's continually transforming you and maturing you. God hears every prayer. And the answer may be no, but it also may be not now. Just as in the case of the widow who kept coming back and asking specifically for justice, we should continually ask God for an answer to this prayer. And even maybe a reason. And I want to clarify something a little bit about prayer. Sometimes we think of prayer of just bringing our, our laundry list of wants and desires and needs before God. He already knows what we need, but he still commands us to pray. 
That's why prayer isn't just a one-way conversation with God. It isn't just us telling God what we think he needs to know. It's about spending time with him. It's letting his spirit speak back to us about our wants, our needs, and our desires. Perhaps some of what we think we need isn't what we need. Perhaps some of what we think we want is something that will bring us harm in the long run. Perhaps some of what we desire will draw us away from his word and his plan for our life. You know, we just went through a, uh, the Christmas season. How many people watch the movie The Christmas Story or A Christmas Story during that time? If you don't know the story, it's a story about a young boy named Ralphie. Ralphie really, really wants a Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas. And he has all these obstacles put before him to try, to try to stop him from getting his dream present. And no one in his life wants him to have this present. No one. Everybody he brings it up to keeps telling him the same thing. You're going to shoot your eye out if you get that present, kid. Even the Santa Claus at the mall says that. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. We're not getting you that. But he persists and he persists and he persists. And finally on Christmas morning, he's opening up his presents and all the presents are open and there's no BB gun. And then his dad said, go over there in the corner. I think I see something over there. And he goes over there and he sees a long package all wrapped up and he opens this up and it's his Red Ryder BB gun. He's so excited. He loads it up right away. He runs outside, puts, puts a target up on a steel back frame and he cocks that thing, takes careful aim, pulls the trigger, fires the first shot from his Red Ryder BB gun. It hits the target, hits the metal, bounces back and hits him right underneath his right eye. Not only that, but it knocks his glasses off, and in the confusion, he stomps on his glasses and breaks them under his snow boots. What he thought was going to be his blessing, what he thought would give him all the fulfillment he needed in life, quickly became a curse. But getting at what he wanted almost cost him dearly. Patience is in prayer is meant to be a time where God can filter our wants. It's a time where he can filter out our needs and our desires to keep us from spiritually shooting our eyes out and losing all spiritual vision of what really is important in our lives. Which brings us to our next point today. Our prayer life should be precise. Luke 18, 3 said, There's a widow that came to that town who kept coming to him with, that, with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. And I love this point that the widow just keeps coming back with this same request. She doesn't, she doesn't add to it, subtract to it. It's the same exact request. And what sticks out to me here is that we often get discouraged or tired and, and we stop asking. Or we bring a different request in prayer. And I admit, I fall into this trap myself. I think my way out of prayer sometimes. I'm thinking, well, God's omniscient. He knows what I need. I've already asked for once. It would be a, a lack of faith if I keep asking for it and don't believe he'll just do it in the first place. And, 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 and I talk myself out of, out of being precise and persistent and patient in my prayers. 
And it's just one of the lies I think that that we allow to to our, to tell ourselves. And so when we don't see the fulfillment in prayer, we move from one prayer to another. And when we do that, I think we're probably not being faithful to the process of prayer, and specifically in being precise. So if it's justice you're seeking, if you're being mistreated somehow, be specific. Say, God, I am being mistreated, I am being cheated, I am being done wrong. Lord God, give me justice in this case. Maybe it's healing. It's okay to keep asking God for healing. Maybe it's something wrong in a marriage. Don't get discouraged. Continue to pray for your spouse. Continue to pray that God will soften your heart if that's the issue. If it's salvation for your family members, and you've been praying for this person for 10, 15, 20 years, and it doesn't seem like anything is happening, keep praying. Some Sooner or later, those prayers will tilt this that scale in God's hand will begin to move. Second Peter explains it this way. In Second Peter 3, 8 and 9, he said, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You know, for God, time isn't the same as it is for you and me. He exists outside of this thing we call time. And I know it's very difficult for us who, who live according to watches and clocks and calendars to comprehend the fact that God can, is not affected by time. But time is a created thing. Therefore, he can see all parts of this timeline that we call our history all at the same time. And although what you might be praying for right now isn't scheduled or ordained until sometime in the future. And he has ordained it at this point over here, even though we're over here praying for it, because it fits the best into your life and the best into his will and his kingdom for such a time as that then. The takeaway from all of this is that your answer is coming. Your answer is coming. Come confidently with your request to God. As a beloved disciple said in 1 John chapter 5, 14 and 15, he said, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. We know that if he hears our prayers, and we know he answers according to his will, that is all we should have to worry about. With this truth in mind, we can be bold and patient, specifically or specific in our requests, and of course, persistent in prayer. And that brings us to that next point of being persistent. Luke started this chapter explaining why Jesus taught us this parable. 
Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Jesus was fully God and fully man. He knows that sometimes discouragement would overwhelm our hearts, that sometimes we would get frustrated because these prayers were not being answered. But this isn't the only time in Scripture where he encouraged us to be persistent in our pursuit of God. In Matthew 7, 7 and 8, he says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. This is another picture of persistence for Jesus, from Jesus. Ask, seek, and knock. He says, anyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. You might not receive exactly what you wanted. You might not find exactly what you were seeking. The door may not open exactly how you thought it should open. But the point is, God does respond to prayer. And again, he will respond to that prayer according to your needs and what is best for you and for his kingdom. Here's another encouragement from Jeremiah 29:13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Prayer is meant to touch your heart so that your needs, your wants, your desires line up with God's. Not only does God respond to prayer, but he is after your devotion and your intention in prayer. We're going to close by rereading the rest of the parable. It says, for some time the judge refused, but finally he said to him, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God... And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I have to admit that when I read this parable for several years, I didn't quite get what Jesus was trying to say here. I thought he was comparing God and showing him to be harsh and, and different things like that. But then he just showed me this comparison is meant to say, if this evil person, this evil judge over here can do these things, why won't the God who loves you, who saves you, who cares for you, who wants you in his arms 24-7, why won't he be willing to give you what you need? God is listening. God is responding. Even if it's not on the the timeline that we choose or want. That's where faith comes in. We have faith in his goodness. We have faith in his provision. We have faith to continue to pray.
We must not give up or get discouraged. And as we wrap up today, it's important that we touch on the very last thing that Jesus said in verse 8. Verse 8 says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I mentioned at the beginning of the message that we have become a very impatient people. And our, our whole world has turned us into that. Instant news, instant gratification, instant satisfaction of, of every want and desire is there at your fingertips. This verse here seems somewhat disconnected from the parable for Jesus to suddenly ask if you will, that you will find faith on the earth when he returns. But living in today's world, it makes perfect sense. It's likely Jesus is wrapping up the parable by reminding his disciples that God will be faithful to bring about answered prayer. He will bring about justice. He will bring about redemption and everything else he has promised. But he, when he examines us, will he find faith in our hearts? And that is the importance of prayer. Will God find a people pressing into prayer, pressing into worship, pressing into fellowship with one another? Another way to think about this final verse is to say, kind of paraphrasing Mother Teresa earlier, God's going to do his part, but will we do ours? We have a part to play in this. Let's remain faithful until his return. Let's all rise. At the beginning of 2023, that's the challenge that we all have today. To realize that in many ways, all of us have fallen short in this area. All of us need to have a better prayer life and a better devotional life with God. We know that. This isn't meant to heap coals upon your head or make you feel guilty. It's meant to encourage you that he wants so much more from us and for us. He wants every part of our lives and not just so, so he can win some bet with the devil or something. It's because that's the way we're made. That's the way we function at our maximum fullness, our maximum joy. So, Father, as we close out this message today, this idea of persistent prayer, I ask, Father, that you make us faithful in our devotions. Just as we as we have date nights for our spouses or, or put things on the calendars that, that mean something special is going to happen, let us put those same times of devotional time with you on the calendar. Let us covenant with you right now to set aside time every single day to sit in silence with a Bible, a notebook, and in prayer with you. 
Father God, it isn't something that is just going to make us look good in heaven. It is a thing that's going to ensure our very spiritual survival as this world goes, grows more crazy, more dark, and more resembling the kingdom of darkness. Father God, let us be a people that strives to emulate your son. And one of the number one things your son showed us was taking that time alone with you and spending time in prayer. Father God, place that in our hearts and minds and let us grow exponentially in the spirit this coming year. Father God, I thank you. Lord God, I ask that you bless your people now. Use them this week to show and tell people about Jesus Christ and everything they do and say. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.